Hi folks, welcome to episode 7 of Break the Cycle. I wanted to talk about breaking the cycle of discrimination against women. I am by no means qualified to talk about it as a man because I have a lot of privileges um, that a lot of women, in fact, almost all women, don't have. And I know I'm generalizing here, but uh, like I said, I don't know enough. So I am going to put myself in the back seat and be the learner here. And I requested my friend Anika, who works for an organization called Breakthrough, uh, to be a part of this show, to teach me and anyone else who needs to listen and learn about how to break this cycle of patriarchy. I hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, I'd love to hear from you about what you think. Enjoy. Hi, Anika. Hi, Adar. <laughs> how are you doing? I am surviving. You're surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this. I know I've caught you off guard with the whole setup. Yeah, it is a little daunting. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're going to try and ease you into this. But uh, yeah, this is a subject that I very openly felt that I know close to nothing about. And so I decided, hey, who better to talk to? So um, before we begin, um, if you could tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Right. Um, I design campaigns for an organization called Breakthrough India. Uh, we work on different aspects of uh, uh, gender issues, mm -hmm. uh, but primarily looking at uh, how it affects women and girls. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of work which we do on ground, but mm -hmm. we use a lot of media tools, including digital media, to uh, you know spread uh, our messages and awareness. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a very, very large topic, mm -hmm. but the idea is to break it down into uh, digestible uh, pieces mm -hmm. of information mm -hmm. and that's where I come in so uh, because I'm sort of a digital junkie mm -hmm. uh, I have two Twitter accounts two Insta accounts and I'm not gonna bore you with more you have yeah. two Twitter accounts and two Instagram accounts yeah yeah you, I mean I, I don't think they can see me but that's like a major question mark on my head because I can't handle one yeah, like I said, I'm a junkie, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, so um, we were talking about this earlier before we began, how I feel that no matter where I, like, no matter where which position I may be in, I think the safest place for me to kind of start this topic is that I know next to nothing and I can't begin to fathom the issues that uh, women and girls face. Um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of us, men specifically, uh, and I don't speak for all men, but most men at least, do not really understand the nuances of the, uh, of the issues at hand. So I was hoping that you could uh, treat this like a classroom and teach me so that I'm a little more aware and a little more sensitive because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of things I think we end up doing unconsciously because of well I mean I I could call it conditioning but I would probably be blaming my unconscious behavior on them. so um like I said it's a very very uh, vast topic mm -hmm. and um I think I'm going to start with um our stories mm -hmm. as people um, something as simple as how we experience life. Right. Um, so if I look at you, so you were born a male. Mm -hmm. uh, you grew up with the notions that you're a boy. Right. Why is that? I guess I was told to. All right. Mm -hmm. Do you still think you're a boy slash man now? I would guess giving conventional wisdom. Why? Why do you think that you're a man in the most conventional sense or understanding? Um, I would shoot it, for to, me, to put it like very crassly, I would probably put it to biological urges. I mean, if that makes sense. It can. Yeah. Um, if you can define the urges. 
I am more attracted to women than I am to men. I think that's the conventional barometer. Yeah. I guess. Uh but uh aside let's leave that aside because you could also be a woman and still be attracted of to course, women. Of course. Of course. Right. Yeah. Uh so that doesn't really make you a man. That just makes True. you yeah. somebody who's attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Um but what makes you a man? Honestly, I have no idea. Is it the way that you built? You were born with a certain genitalia is that enough um reason for you to be calling yourself a man? I would say that I mean given given the so called written tenets that have basically been passed down to me from my parents and everyone else and societal conditions I would kind of give me go an ex- with that uh about sure I mean and yes physical attributes are built a certain way yes the genitalia bit uh, comes in as well um but if i were to sit down and say okay i i identify as a man because of this and that's my opinion i am not very sure hmm so i mean like a non conditioned response is something i'm not very aware of that's fine uh, th- i think it it's a very simple question mm-hmm. uh here for you to answer mm-hmm. that you experience life because as a man mm-hmm. uh but what does that uh, mean to you what does being a man mean to you like right now today what does that mean to you forget that we're in a very politically correct situation here <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh no i'm not going to go with the i'm not going to go with the politically correct bit uh but i think for me specifically it's probably just living up to the ideals that i've kind of set to my set for myself um yeah. while i'm not going to throw in vague terms like being a protector because i mean my mother's my protector so that technically doesn't fit into the whole male thing um but yeah i guess i mean all right okay so um what you're trying to deflect here is mm-hmm. um That I'm not even aware if I'm deflecting anything but yeah okay. <laughs> I do not want to create a stereotype here but um my question uh, the reason I asked you this question is uh-huh. um how do you perceive life uh, right. and you gave me very very simple um answers which were um, not really linked to your gender. Right. Yeah that is you as a person. Right. You know you you like women mm-hmm. you have certain uh, ideas about yourself and how you want to be absolutely um now uh, let let's actually break it down to what i feel so right uh, since we're talking about us mm-hmm. um i was born a girl mm-hmm. um i'm supposed to be a girl mm-hmm. a woman when i grow up because mm-hmm. of all the biological reasons that are there right um as a teenager of course i was very confused mm-hmm. with menstruation Right. Why does it happen to me? I do not want this femininity right. uh, associated with me. But I was very, very confused. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older, I realized that I have to be a certain way, like okay. you had to be a certain, certain way, way. Yeah. because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. So it's as simple as that. What is the whole idea behind being a certain way? Mm-hmm. is where we get into gendered roles and expectations okay uh so i'm a girl mm-hmm. i'm not supposed to um you know be somebody who asks out a guy because okay. that's not okay girls don't do that right <laughs> <laughs> there are a yeah. lot of things that girls do not do right um uh, which also mean girls the way i'm sitting right now i'm not supposed to sit with my legs spread wide open <laughs> because that's not okay for girls yeah, to do uh-huh. uh and i'm sure you also might have heard of a lot of rules for yourself uh uh being a guy yeah. and and those rules actually do not come in a in a powerpoint presentation those are yeah. just fed into you mm-hmm. as you grow up yeah. with your peers uh so um what i'm actually uh asking everybody to do is just just look at uh how um uh, like i said how you experience life how certain ideas are shaped mm-hmm. in your head 
like I gave you my example of how a girl should be. I need to have long hair. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not a girl enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be uh, always covered and always be, um, you know, careful when I'm around men. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is all conditioning. These are all unwritten rules of being a girl and a guy. Mm-hmm. I think... Uh, when we talk about these issues mm-hmm. it's it's the most important thing is you have to keep yourself in the center right because uh, uh it's not just about what i work on it's mm-hmm. also when, about what i believe in is mm-hmm. that personal is political right yeah and mm-hmm. till the time you're not able to place yourself mm-hmm. into any conversation yeah i'm not saying be self obsessed and be narcissistic of but course. yeah yeah so um of course i'll i'll unwrap it as we mm-hmm. go, we go along so what i'm talking about is there are certain gendered expectations and roles we are all supposed to play right yeah like mm-hmm. you mentioned the whole idea of a man being a protector mm-hmm. while you may not agree with it mm-hmm. uh it is a message that is given to boys yes. take care of your sister yes help her uh, you know when she's in a public space you know go and drop her go and pick her up mm-hmm. ensure that she's safe or the age old you're the man of the house yeah you're the man right. of the house and what does that really mean um, can a woman not be the head of a house um, or is something missing there mm-hmm. um, so i think there are a lot of questions and a lot of things that one can explore mm-hmm. but yeah here's my confusion though yeah um and forgive my ignorance because i could be completely off uh, with this we have seen some societies uh maybe not a, maybe not up north of the country where the women where the women are actually leading the house or considered the leaders of the house so where's that gap really like when it comes to and i'm probably going off topic completely here because i mean obviously we're trying to we're, we're looking at the inequalities that are there based on gender and it's not just i believe it's not just about the two conventional genders that exist there is a whole conversation about a whole host of them now um but just from that perspective where is this concept of this one leads or this one leads coming from or how have we kind of i mean is there a place where we've bridged that gap at all um i would not want to praise them but i think the european society is Uh, or some parts of the european society is slightly closer to that equality mm-hmm. uh, however looking at, at the larger context of our world uh, and our country as well mm-hmm. um, what you asked about um, who leads what mm-hmm. is actually linked to the idea of who controls the resources and that's the most basic human need mm-hmm. uh, to have resources to have food to have shelter mm-hmm. um, and thanks to capitalism to have money and <laughs> and yeah. everything else then gets converted into the need for power right. and to control people's lives right that's where the whole thing kind of leans in mm. where uh, there is a conversation around who leads and who's more powerful and um i think uh, the whole uh, let me rephrase this mm-hmm. it's about the fight for uh, who controls maximum resources mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you're talking about resources right yeah um i get the part where you're talking about power but when you're talking about a fami- f- okay i don't even know if this is a word familial is that a word yeah it's okay a word. so i- in <laughs> a familial context yeah. talking about families i mean we have this entire thing about families are together and how you're one unit where is a concept of power coming there exactly um i think the uh, something where we have to think uh, through when mm-hmm. we talk about families and structures and dynamics um is the whole idea that what does a family mean mm-hmm. a family constitutes um, typically a man who's married to a woman mm-hmm. and they produce children right uh 
uh, I mean if we're looking at a very very yeah. conventional concept okay yeah. I, I think that's how the concept of family also originated of mm-hmm. course there is a lot of debate on how a family structure should be and should mm-hmm. it be fluid enough but I do agree that it should be that people mm-hmm. should be able to choose what they and who they call family but mm-hmm. that's another conversation right here i'm talking about a very typical structure of a man who goes and again this is uh, this is a structure that we're all born into mm-hmm. uh, most of us are born into and um, we sort of follow it through as we go uh, forward in life mm-hmm. there is a man who's the father he is also the provider of the family simple enough mm-hmm. right he's the one who brings in money food takes care of the family uh there is the mother she's the mother's always a woman mm-hmm. T- you know typically typically um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's supposed to bear children and give birth right yeah um the the only issue is is that when the child is born whose name or who has more um rights over that child mm-hmm. it's it's the man right it's the father you you are given your father's name you're mm-hmm. given you you're under your father's protection and that includes a mother as well mm-hmm. like i said typically yeah um so the whole idea that a woman is um the woman is going to produce children for another family mm-hmm. so the whole idea and here is where son preference actually comes in mm-hmm. that you want to have a son where the resources of that particular family are given to the son because the daughter leaves she gets married off and she leaves and becomes a part of another family wow okay yeah yeah um so when you talk about who fights for that power mm-hmm. uh it's the person who's the owner and i'm saying it in the most crass ways mm-hmm. uh the father is looked as mm-hmm. uh but not necessarily treated as mm-hmm. the owner mm-hmm. of that family and yeah. hence he's the head of the family he's the main decision maker and the woman of course who's supposed to be his equal uh ends up doing the softer work mm-hmm. uh which is domestic chores uh taking care of the children taking care of everybody's needs mm-hmm. um beca- becomes the secondary decision maker okay so um if you go through like i said if you go and look at this whole dynamic you will you will start seeing where the different starts uh, you know mm-hmm. emerging right so um, what i mean to say is everything is about money oh boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> patriarchy's <laughs> greatest ally is uh, power and control over resources mm-hmm. and that justifies everything that justifies inequality it justifies how a woman should be treated in a family it justifies the whole idea that one has to have sons in the family to keep the resources within the family so like i said every social inequality's root is money and resources wow that's a mic drop for me i'm just trying to process this for a second okay so wait are you saying okay you're not really saying that but all right i get the point that it's all it, it ends up becoming about resources in but in a lot of ways in a lot of ways but then when we're talking about at least my uh, conversations around patriarchy and i've had very few um have largely been about i think the et- one the ethics which i believe is again my belief no idea about uh, no idea not an authority nada uh about the ethics that come in uh, the conduct towards uh men women every other gender and uh the let's face it the ignorance of men specifically i'm i am going to call that out we're fucking ignorant mm here is where i'm going to get a little more theoretical mm-hmm. and jargon heavy and thanks to social media a lot of people now have um understood the word privilege right yeah um okay what does privilege mean according to you if you were to define it i mean i would say that a lot of things are given to me fairly easily because of a number of factors my gender being one of them other than your gender financial status i believe the family i was born born into 
cast for sure. Although I'm not really aware of that. I mean, I haven't gone that deep into it, but I'm pretty sure that kind of factors in. Um, the color of my skin. There you go. Um, the reason, of course, yeah. uh, the cast angle is also some something that that actually speaks volumes about how we're all pri- of a privileged caste, Absolutely. and hence we do not know because uh, the discrimination on the basis of caste doesn't affect us. Exactly. Yeah. Similarly, mm-hmm. uh, discrimination um, on the basis of gender mm-hmm. does not affect men the same way. Right. Or it does not, I'd say, it does not put men at a disadvantage the way it does for women and other genders. True. Wouldn't you say that men are the instigators of that uh, discrimination? I'd say that it's a system. Right. Patriarchy is a system. Okay. So is capitalism, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and together, it's a, it's a deadly combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I could draw... I would draw what patriarchy does for people. And I'm going to talk strictly in binaries here, mm-hmm. men and women. Okay. The system of patriarchy, what does it want from men? Mm-hmm. It wants men to be powerful. Mm-hmm. It wants men to be the breadwinners of the family. They want men to be aggressive, masculine, mm-hmm. Um you know, some, again, like I said, somebody uh, who's pretty strong according to what the system has right. set for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does it want from women? Patriarchy typically wants women women to be subservient. Mm-hmm. They want, the, the system wants women to, to be submissive. Mm-hmm. And that is why it's, it's been kept alive for this long because it it was easier to control women Mm -hmm. and it's easier to elevate men and that's how the system has been working. Mm -hmm. However, the system stops working when men and women start thinking for themselves. Right. So I do not blame just men, Mm -hmm. but I also say that the system gives them a lot of advantage. Like we discussed, privilege. Privilege. The, The reason why men can't see uh, how their behaviors uh, affect women, say, at a workplace, mm-hmm. uh, is because men have a male privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and your privilege actually stops you from understanding what somebody else is going through. Right. Yeah. And it puts you at a at a pedestal, at, at a much higher ground, where you just cannot see below what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also because... Power elevates and when you take away that power from women, mm-hmm. and that's what patriarchy does, it puts women down. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's there was a level which is patriarchy, it it elevates men and it dismisses women. Mm-hmm. That is how patriarchy functions. However, men also face issues because of patriarchy and so do women, mm-hmm. but they face it in very different, different ways. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Men face it because there's there's an extreme amount of pressure on them to perform. Mm -hmm. And masculinity is about performance. Yeah. You know, to perform, you know, you have to take risks. To perform, you have to be better than everybody else. To perform, you have to take everything that you feel entitled to. Mm -hmm. Uh, That means... A very egoistic view of me, 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 me. Yes. And that's where... uh, I, I mean... It's not for sure that every man is able to perform at that level mm-hmm. as is expected of him and he starts failing. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea that you're not a man enough mm-hmm. is where the problem starts right. happening. And hence, a chamber of insecurity has been created within the idea of masculinity, mm-hmm. that you have to be a man enough. And if you're not man enough... You will be bullied, you will be called out, uh, you will be mocked, and yeah, your life basically sucks and you should die. And hence, uh, the suicide rates uh, amongst men ha- are at an all-time high at this point. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, um, I could talk on and on about what it does to women, Um but if there are specific questions, because I have a long list. <laughs> and it's also coming from a very personal space of rage. Uh, 
but let me not get into that right now no actually i i do want to get into that i actually wanted <laughs> which is something i do uh, yeah. is ask people to kind of share personal experiences because while the message is important um i think that people relate more when it's coming from someone who's faced it and has gotten out of it absolutely and that's why i said one has to place yourself in um, in any topic that you're talking about mm-hmm. uh i do that too uh, and it's very p- personal for me mm-hmm. um so i i call myself a feminist mm-hmm. and i've called myself a feminist since the age of 18 mm-hmm. um simply because i could not understand why i i have to be treated differently mm-hmm. i could not understand that why my mother was mocked for not bearing sons mm-hmm. and she has two daughters Right. I could not understand why is that a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I could not understand that why am I supposed to be under somebody's protection? And when I say somebody, it's either an elder who it could be my father, my mother, or some other man mm-hmm. or a boy, mm-hmm. uh, like a younger cousin who's four years younger than me, and yet he's equipped enough to take care of me, and I'm not. And that made me feel small. Mm-hmm. I could not understand that why if I liked a boy I could not go up to him uh and ask him out mm-hmm. and I could not understand why I would be judged for it uh that I would be slut shamed for it mm-hmm. uh that I cannot make the first move that I cannot be out at night alone the way I want to be I I could not understand why I couldn't wear you know certain kinds of clothes that i wanted to wear and all of this got answered when i was living in my uh, hometown it's mm-hmm. a small town in up uh where i i learned for the very first time um that the whole idea that i need to be covered and i need to wear certain kinds of clothes to be safe mm-hmm. uh was sort of true uh because i kept blaming myself i was very young i was 13 years old when i got got molested on in the middle of the road uh and that didn't stop i used to get molested every other week um and that really really made me think how like what am i doing wrong here i am mm-hmm. adhering to every rule that i have been handed out while i don't agree with it mm-hmm. uh, but i have to to keep myself safe why does it have to be this way mm-hmm. um and i just could not find the answer and i found that answer at the age of 18 when i started reading feminist literature and and understanding what feminism actually means mm-hmm. uh it just means that women do not have to take shit right from the society mm-hmm. just because they're women it's as simple as that mm-hmm. that women deserve to be treated equally with respect Uh, just the way i wanted to be treated mm-hmm. as a human being um and not be molested or stalked every other day mm-hmm. and not then modify my life according to how i can be safe so basically it it i was very confused like i said i did not understand how to stay safe uh and why did i have to stay safe because it's it's not my fault um to the point that in all, in all of this confusion i went and chopped up my hair and i started wearing boy clothes uh, and that's true i can show mm-hmm. pictures <laughs> <laughs> um just so i could stay safe when i'm out of my house mm-hmm. so yeah i mean we all like all women you know have been through this and they know that you know you you take certain measures to keep yourself safe eventually and there is a certain fear that you live with and grow up with mm-hmm. um so i i know and and this gets very dark uh when we talk about assault mm-hmm. um and that's the thing about sexual assault that um it's not of a particular kind as we've all known mm-hmm. uh there are many nuances to sexual assault as well uh but what it leaves you with is uh and like i said molestation is sexual assault as mm-hmm. well it kind of leaves you with the whole with this uh, you know with this question like why me what did i do wrong mm-hmm. what did i do to deserve this mm-hmm. and then i realized actually i do deserve respect 
mm-hmm. as simple as that and i think that's that's all i want to just say while feminism itself is a is again a very broad um you know topic to sort of unfold but mm-hmm. i think it's it's just about that why can't i be t- treated as an equal mm-hmm. um is i think most women feel oh i <laughs> I'm going to move to my next question. <laughs> um yeah. I think what I want to talk uh, what I do want to ask is that the conversations thankfully thankfully have been on a rise uh with respect to the inequalities that women face and yes there are a lot of topics a lot of discussions around patriarchy as well. Um what is the work that's currently being done? in order to break this pattern yeah. that a lot of people have with respect to patriarchy because i i know on one end that there are a lot of organizations that are working with women to kind of at least educate them and tell them that they do have the power to break out of this um is there something being done with men as well yeah i think uh, that's that's a question we should all be asking mm-hmm. and not just from the civil society organizations um, um i actually push back on this mm-hmm. um because i work in a feminist organization we mm-hmm. work on issues of violence against women particularly right uh and i you know news flash discrimination is violence right Are we okay with that? Of course. Of course. Of right? course. Yeah. Uh but general knowledge doesn't really uh, agree with that that mm-hmm. discrimination and violence are two different things. However, they're not. Mm-hmm. Many times discrimination is a gateway to violence. Mm-hmm. Many times discrimination itself is violence. Um and the consequences of it. Right. Um the kind of work that is being done right now uh is to um is to look at how young people mm-hmm. uh, understand gender mm-hmm. how they understand equality inequality how they understand what is expected of them what do they want to be in life mm-hmm. and that's where you start you start early you mm. start working with uh, adolescents actually from the age of 11 mm-hmm. that's where children start uh, uh, you know that's where your conditioning begins the okay. real conditioning begins and it's been scientifically proven that right. uh, puberty is where you ha- you create certain notions about uh you know people life the world uh, which actually remain unchanged uh, throughout. throughout and it's it's tough to change them later on mm-hmm. therefore you start working with uh, sensitizing children at a younger age um say from the class when they enter uh, middle school okay and that's where we also start working uh, at breakthrough and we work with boys and girls both okay mm-hmm. uh simply for one reason um uh, and we have two uh two approaches with both of them uh but the common understanding is that we all treat each other with respect and there's no real difference between how people are um and equal doesn't mean same hmm right so uh you and i could be equal but we don't have to be same and that's the whole idea about this gender sensitization that is happening at a school level okay um and working with boys is a very very important um thing mm-hmm. because um we're also looking at generational change no change comes in a day mm-hmm. somebody who's who's actually grown up with the idea that uh, i'm a man and um I'm a gift to this world. <laughs> and who has a big sticker uh you know uh, on his car which says like Casanova and girls I'm here beware. <laughs> so oh, that guy's not going to change in a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because of everyday messages he's got from his family and society and peers. Uh-huh. Therefore you have to start working with boys at a very early age. and for them to start questioning the inequalities in their own lives mm-hmm. how their sisters are treated how their mothers are treated how they are treated uh because they're boys so uh that's that's an interesting space that uh, most of the work has mm-hmm. been happening mm-hmm. and i do agree with your point on working with men as well because yeah. uh while i'd say 
there has been a lot of work done on how to empower women you don't have to empower women right. I mean, women have the power you just have to channelize that and ensure yeah. there is a environment where women can flourish mm-hmm. uh the same hasn't been done for men to give up that power right why would a man want to give up that power mm-hmm. because that makes me powerful and strong why should i give it to somebody else when i can control things mm-hmm. however um what does work is empathy mm-hmm. uh the the empathy that is sort of missing in a very masculine culture mm-hmm. yeah 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 because empathy seen as a as a weak trait uh empathy seen as something that a woman would have but a man needn't necessarily show can i be really stereotypical and call it a soft trait <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean that's that's one of the things that you probably end up hearing yeah that he's a soft guy oh god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and he's a sissy and all that nonsense that yeah. we all hear uh-huh. um uh, but it's it's also missing from how you conditioned as well mm-hmm. that you're not supposed to feel certain emotions as a man uh you're not supposed to also value them um so therefore i think it, it's it's going to be a tough task mm-hmm. for somebody to give up that power and i'm not talking about giving up their rights yeah because that's what men's rights activists actually fight for and that's the whole point all rights have been given to men the idea is not to take away any rights but to take away the power that actually puts them at a higher plane than mm-hmm. other genders uh and it's 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 a very tough journey mm-hmm. uh, but we've seen that uh even working with different men's groups and you have to start small you have to work with individuals i do a lot of work on masculinity mm-hmm. and working with men and boys and i feel that now the focus should be on transformation mm-hmm. of uh, how men view the world and what they want in life right and how they just live also i mean there are a lot of gendered expectations from men also right uh, but what is it that will make them feel that we're all in it together <laughs> i mean that's it and just treat each other with respect with genuine respect right and um and to understand that vulnerabilities are not always bad mm-hmm. uh for the man and for a woman also that if a woman is vulnerable let me go and take advantage of that i mean that has to stop definitely mm, yeah. but also to stop the whole idea that if i feel vulnerable i am less of a man mm-hmm. and of course the whole thing that if you're more feminine it's bad if you're more masculine it's good mm-hmm. so that binary also needs to break mm-hmm. and that will break as we have more conversations um there are mass media messages that go out um i think i do want to point out that in the indian context why this began uh there's a lot of conversation on how women are treated and you know gender inequalities all of that while we've all known it at a certain level mm-hmm. the the highlight i'd say or the milestone that comes to my mind is uh the nirbhaya jyoti singh yeah uh case that happened in delhi mm-hmm. that actually woke up the this nation this entire nation that there is violence happening uh towards women and it can't be taken lightly anymore right. while there have been like thousands and lakhs of rapes and murders before yeah. that uh this was that turning point where television where media where uh the justice system the you know the aam janta mm-hmm. actually you know took notice and realized that there's something wrong mm-hmm. while nobody could understand how to start that change but there was a lot of conversation and there were mass movements there were a lot of protests and i mean the whole world knows about it now and i think there was a big push towards this idea that uh women are are treated badly more than that women are killed for being a woman uh rapes happen so regularly and um i think what what really breaks my heart is that it took an act of violence for us to realize that i think we also i mean this is just my perception of it because probably and i'm uh i'm guilty of being party to this um 
when a lot of these discussions were happening i think a lot of us just the cynics and i was i say was because sure i think i i have hope in humanity now but uh i think the cynic in me said nothing's going to change nothing's ever going to change all you can do is be safe and you know treat the symptom which is arm the women you know everyone's like yeah. just like arm the person yeah use a weapon something like that everyone started with self defense classes and like i mean that that was yeah. part of what i was doing for a while but then i don't really think that a systemic i mean to my mind uh that was and i think i had a realization then as well that that's just treating a symptom but this is going to be something that's very long term but do you think we kind of lost the narrative of we need to focus on the cause rather than just treat the effect or are we doing that now or like are we doing that now are we treating the cause or are we treating the effect i think we're doing both mm-hmm. and what is harder of course you and i both uh, are in agreement that it's it's tougher to treat the cause the root cause of it because that's where the most backlash begins mm-hmm. the whole um, conversation has been about violence against women mm-hmm. but like in in the most theoretical ways that i you know i work uh, in my workplace we break it down why does that happen why is it so normalized and why is it so okay mm-hmm. uh why are certain laws about um around you know safety of women sexual harassment laws assault domestic violence why are they so recent Yeah. Yeah, they never existed in this country, but it's only after a lot of push from different activists and different um, stakeholders actually that these laws got formed. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's pretty recent and it takes that um, I mean we got say India got independence in 47. The DV law came into uh, existence around 2002-2003. Mm-hmm. Um including uh, issues like uh, uh, child sexual abuse mm-hmm. which comes under pocso also very recent in the in the last two decades mm-hmm. um so now imagine where we stand everything is very new mm-hmm. understanding that violence against children women girls young boys people who are vulnerable uh we've started understanding that and we started working on policies that would know take care of that mm-hmm. but also started working on messaging rather recently so uh, i think it's going to take generations to actually make that dent mm-hmm. but my point about violence is that again these are ways i mean these are all um, i mean the the laws exist so that you know you can access it when something bad happens to you right. but the preventive part is still missing mm-hmm. and the preventive part can only be worked on if you work with uh if you actually break down why it happens like you said work mm-hmm. with the cause work, mm-hmm. work work with why uh why it's happening why it's mm-hmm. happening and the simple reason is that women are not valuable or important enough one can discard them right one has complete access or entitlement over their bodies marital rape still exists and no we still not ready to have that conversation in this country i was about to get into that right now <laughs> <laughs> so um i think violence happens at the last level uh-huh. before that there is a you know there's a lot of things that we're not um really really addressing i mean it's just begun mm-hmm. and a lot of feminists actually get flack for talking about them talking about why patriarchy exists and how uh, women are at a disadvantage we may like it or not mm-hmm. um i mean it's an inconvenient truth right. and we're not ready to have that conversation as a society uh the value of a woman that the, that she's a burden on a family she's a burden on the society her safety becomes a challenge her uh, you know biological needs become a challenge there's a reason why people do not want to hire women at workplaces mm-hmm. uh there's a reason why uh because of safety concerns people are still mm-hmm. you know sort of stuck 
that if if should i hire a woman do i need to provide cap to her uh, what if something happens to her then you know i have to like my organization has to take the fall mm-hmm. uh, and that actually prevents women from actually work uh, entering the workplaces why should i invest in my girl child when i have to get her married off eventually uh, oh, yeah, so i mean Hmm. There is just a lot of discrimination <laughs> like I said yeah. and it eventually leads to violence the physical violence mm-hmm. that we see so like I said if there was a chart I could draw right now <laughs> I would uh but like both of us agree on that we have to look at the different causes uh with the most critical lens and keep on asking the question why 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 till the time we are not ready to do that we're not going to move an inch i guess you answered a bit of my second last question but uh, i'm still going to go ahead and ask it um typically i would ask you know what do you think that people could do like just actionable steps on how they could kind of break out of this particular cycle but here i'm just going to ask you for step 1 because i don't think people have even taken that step yet <laughs> yeah so what is the one thing we could do to at least start uh kind of breaking out of this pattern i don't think i can answer that with one step really okay uh but you know just considering that women are human beings on their own mm-hmm. they are pretty much equal to anybody else any man that that's around her i mean if there is that understanding that she's a human being mm-hmm. with her own complexities and her own issues and her um own biases also mm-hmm. uh with her own challenges uh, i think that is good enough and you have to look at women beyond just a burden or an object or a body mm-hmm. uh i think that is step 1 really like i'm going to mm-hmm. do an abcd here <laughs> 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 like literally teaching the alphabet yeah. uh but if we just start looking at women as people mm-hmm. there is that <laughs> 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 and also trusting them with uh, taking decisions uh for themselves and for others as well because it's very easy to arm a woman and say that you know this is how you stay safe but when will we ask the society this question that why aren't women safe when does it end yeah when does it end why does it have to happen in the first place if she's out of her house so what <laughs> even if she's in the house she's not yours to yeah yeah access <laughs> um so i think the it's it's the dehumanization of women that has actually landed us here mm-hmm. uh and i'm just glad that a lot of women of our generation and even older generation uh have been speaking about it mm-hmm. uh and and i think there is another very important aspect here that we all forget and we do not um, talk about is sexuality mm-hmm. um the patriarchal society is afraid of a woman's sexuality especially when she owns it mm-hmm. it is okay to abuse it through a man mm-hmm. where the man kind of owns it right where the man is entitled to it but when it comes to se- expression of sexuality from a woman herself or the lack of expression of sexuality that also is a choice mm-hmm. uh you know that actually disturbs the patriarchal dynamic and our society is afraid of that woman mm-hmm. we need to understand again women are complex beings just like men are complex beings women have their own needs women have their own ideas uh and if only there was a space to express without being judged without facing violence as well uh and making choices um because i think i mean you need another podcast Uh, on just understanding what male gaze <laughs> uh, has created a monster that uh, I'm probably going to have to do that because yeah. this is a vast vast yes. vast subject. Yeah, just think of women as people and you're good. <laughs> you get you, you you get started. <laughs> you get started. <laughs> right, so my last question um and this is only if you're comfortable where can these people reach out to you in case they want to know more? 
I don't think I'm an expert on anything, but I also don't shut up. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what feminism did to me. Um, but I'm actually proud of of getting a chance to be out there and speaking up and working on the issue, which is very close to my heart. Uh, I am, like I said, I have <laughs> two. <laughs> Twitter accounts, um, but you can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram both. Um, on Twitter, I can be found at Anika Varmala, which is A N I K A V E R M A L A. That's my Twitter handle. And on Instagram, you can just look for the Anika Varma, T H E A N I K A V E R M A. So, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm generally found. If I'm not in a meeting <laughs> <laughs> or stuck in traffic, oh no, uh, yeah, yeah, traffic. Yeah, that's really traffic. <laughs> Took me a while to get here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anika. This has been my favorite one. I will, I will <laughs> say that this has been one of my favorite episodes. This has been my favorite episode, is what I'm gonna say, wow. because I think this was an important conversation that needed to be had, and at least at least get started and I know a lot of people are doing that um, at least scratching the surface but I think we need to go further and like you said the more of us the more we talk about it the the more the message gets out yeah I think because it's been a man's world for so long mm -hmm. men can actually do well without some of that pressure off like yeah. without that pressure <laughs> you know Distribute it. <laughs> distribute the power. Delegate, delegate. Delegate. Give it up. Give it up. Decentralize. <laughs> and you can breathe easy. Women will do just fine. Just chill out. Well, Everybody. Well, in some cases, a better job. But that's that's a discussion for later. <laughs> I am so getting flack yeah. for this. But thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Yeah, this was fun. <laughs> All right, guys, I am not going to go with my customary note. Uh, I am going to say that I think it's high time we start talking about this and start doing something about this. Um, so until next time, bye. <laughs>